Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm sitting here at the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday. Uh, today is January 26th of 2020, um, and it is a it's a fast moving week, a fast moving time. We're going to be going full steam ahead until we get to the stations in the spring, in the Earth signs of Taurus. Uh, so it's going to feel like everything's going really, really fast and speedy, speedy, speedy. And uh, people are really kind of feeling very um, pushed, pushed, pushed. Or some people are feeling really clear. That's good. Some people are feeling kind of depressed and overwhelmed. Others are feeling a little anxious, a lot of anxiety running. But the point of it is we're kind of at the moment of forward motion and we're getting ready for that next chapter. And in many cases, if we finished a chapter, we're done. We're gone. We're out of here. We're finished with it. We're letting it go and moving on into a new into a new place. So, of course, you know, I work on Sundays, but one of the clients came in uh, during the course of the day and said Kobe Bryant had died this morning in a, in a helicopter crash in California. And, um, uh, you know, it... it now, of course, then I looked at my phone, which was full of messages. And uh, if we look at the time when he left, the 10, 10 in the morning, I guess, in California, it was the north node, the uh, south node on the midheaven, uh, which is okay. Um, releasing, releasing and letting go. And I think one of the, you know, one of the most amazing basketball players uh, in the history of the game and certainly uh, – you know, a, a well, 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 most beloved spent his whole years at the Lakers. So I'm still a little shocked, and I haven't had a chance to look at it. Somebody said, "What are the astrology? What are the astrology?" But we're all releasing. You know, in his case, it's physical form. You know, and you see someone that's 41 and in the prime of their health, beginning their whole new life because they're retired as a basketball player. And uh, so, remember when I said at Christmas, "Have you done your will?" <laughs> you know, kind of think about like you never know. You know, these are these are fast-moving, quick-shifting times. Um, and our job with this energy is to know that we need to be prepared, but we also are in, in a very fine way moving forward. And so today, Venus and Mars are in a square. So the feminine and the masculine are in a little bit of a fight. And then as we go into this week ahead, uh, they're both going to be aspecting Neptune. Venus is going to be joining Neptune. Mars is going to be squaring Neptune. So it's a lot about what the dream is. You know, what's the dream that we're working on and what do we need to work with it with and what do we need to work with it, uh, how do we need to change it? You know, so I'm, you know, I I have, I think when we're working in these, we have a, a death that rocks the collective like his did, it makes all of us go, oh, wow, you know, and then minor news, not horribly minor, but certainly something to uh, to pay attention to. Jerry Nadler, who's one of the investigators for the impeachment, uh, is, is stepping back from the impeachment and going to help his wife, who has pancreatic cancer. And, of course, pancreatic, pancreatic is, the pancreas is in the middle of the body. Um, it is an organ that is uh, very much tied to the guts. You know, I think of it as the guts. So here he is working, as we're all looking at the guts of our country and trying to figure out what that 
next chapter is, what's the next vision. And I think that's really when we're looking at these these uh, events. And, of course, Remo just hopped up to whack my screen. Thanks, Remo. Um, where, as we're looking at these experiences or we're looking at these events, what they do is they rem they serve to remind us on some level that uh, what, are, what are we here for? What's our purpose? What's our point? Why are we doing this? What does this look like? And the more important question behind that one is, yes, it can happen in a second. Your life can change. So don't be depressed. Sit in the space of saying it can change in a second. You know, Kobe today got on a helicopter going someplace, you know, and that was it. Uh, not to be mortal and morbid and 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 sad, but also just that recognition that we have this expectation and, you know, born of our, you know, inability to imagine sometimes how things can change, but they can change in a heartbeat, in a moment, in a split second, there can be a complete shift. And so as we watch this week ahead, as the energy shifts in split seconds, in moments in time, and we're kind of like, wow. We're, we're all in the process of restructuring our reality and coming up with what that next chapter looks like and, more importantly, what we want to do in it. And, again, this is not something that's going to start right away. It's kind of evolving over – evolving – oh, remote, don't do that, honey uh, – evolving over the year. Um, is I have a touch-sensitive computer screen, which I thought was really cute when I bought it because you could touch it and the little fish swim. But with cattails – you know, cattails touch it and it swims. And it's like, no, no, don't touch my screen. Um, and so as we're looking at these sudden and unexpected changes, like my screen just did, um, we have to kind of recognize that this th that we're living in very quick times. I had a client today who said, I feel like I'm getting a really fast feedback loop. I do something and it comes back yes. I do something else, it comes back no. You know, I'm just kind of living in this moment where I'm really paying attention to what's coming in and I'm looking at it and I'm going, wow, that was a yes. Oh, wow, wow, that was a no. Oh, wow, wow, that's a yes. Oh, that's a maybe. And a lot of people are looking at situations in their lives and saying, I'm kind of done with that. You know, I had a woman who said, well, I, you know, this woman told me she would hire me in January. And uh, I followed up with her in September after she said, uh, call me in January. And we did it for a few months, and I realized I don't want to work for her. Um, and like, okay. You know, like try it out. Give yourself permission to do the do the woo, do the yes, do the try it. And then if it doesn't work, you can change it. You know, I have a client who her assistant left and she kind of looked at that and looked at that as an opportunity for change and kind of completely revisited her business and has closed the doors a couple of days a week to focus on her own stuff, which has given her this enormous amount of freedom, which she wouldn't have done had um, that person stayed working for her because she had an obligation to pay her uh, salary, right? But now she was freed of that, so now she could make decisions by herself. So watch where you're being asked, is this a decision you still want to hold on to? Is this a commitment you still want to keep? Or is there something within here that you want to change? And if you do want to change it, how do you want to change it? What would the change look like? What is that that uh, forward motion? And more importantly, what are you leaving behind? 
you know, so in her case, uh, Merriman said, hey, you know, I, I'm free on some level because I don't have this obligation to make payroll. I can do what I want, which allows her to back up and create in a new way what that future looks like. I want you to all kind of look in your life and watch how you can back up in a moment and figure out, well, is this really what I want? This week is very important. We're about to head, enter Mercury's retrograde shadow this week. So that's going to happen um, uh, when it gets to 2813, when Mercury gets to 2813 Aquarius. He's going to retrograde next month. He retrogrades on February 16th, but he comes back to the degree this week. Uh, and when he hits 2813, we enter the shadow, so we kind of know, oh, there's there's my Mercury retrograde story which, of course, allows us to dream a new dream because he's in Aquarius, which is this is my vision. And then Pisces, we have the dream. And then when he stations to go retrograde, he says, revise the dream. And then he goes direct and he says, oh, okay, this is the new vision. Remember, retrogrades are always an opportunity for us um, to come up with – he's just back on the screen again. <laughs> Thanks, Remo. Uh, it's always an opportunity for us to um, – connect on a deeper level with what our soul's purpose is. And the Mercury retrograde, of course, is going to aspect the Neptune, which invites us to think about what our dream looks like. The other thing we're having this week is the first of five, count them five, Pluto Eris squares. Now, Eris was discovered in 2005. She is the uh, bullying that we've seen really rise up. She's the goddess of discord. She's the one that got Pluto demoted. Eris squared Pluto today at 8.53 in the morning East Coast time, and she is going to have four more squares with Pluto. She has one on June 14th, one on December 10th, and then two more next year, August 27th and October 8th. So Eris, of course, uh, you know, takes on the existing establishment and speaks to it and tries to get it to change. And, you know, sometimes she does a war to do it. Other times she just provokes a fight. She's the one that started the Trojan War. She didn't start it. Other people started it, but they did it in response to her throwing the golden apple into the party and saying, for the most beautiful goddess, and everybody wanted to get picked. So it set off this whole jealousy craziness that went on, and then we had the war, right? Ten years. So our job with Pluto Eris Square is to really understand this is the first of five, and our job is to look at the existing power structures in our own lives and in the world around us and look at them and see how they need to be changed. Because when it's a square, it's a struggle. And Pluto is the one that's acting upon Eris because he's – Eris takes 500 years to go around the circle, around the chart, uh, around the sun. Pluto takes 248. And we are having our Pluto return as a country, which is asking us to look at what we value, to understand what is it we actually value, and more importantly, why. What, what is our dream? And in our own lives, to look at our lives and say, what is it we value? Capricorn is so much a sign of value. Do you value that? If you do, what are you going to do for it? If you don't, get rid of it. Get rid of it if you don't value it. If you do value it, buckle down, lean in, bear in, commit to it, give it its permission to grow. If you're not sure, get rid of it. Hard to say, but it's like, you know, not sure, throw it away. Uh, on a, not throw it away. doesn't even have to be that violent or dramatic. It's just like walk away. Just kind of leave. Just kind of go, okay, I'm done here. Next. 
So this week, as the Eris-Pluto square happens, and as Venus and Mars, who are fighting today, but Venus is going to join with Neptune, and she's going to say, you know what my dream is? And Mars is going to square Neptune, and he's going to say, I'm willing to fight for my dream. He's finishing up an 18-month story with Neptune when he met with him 18 months ago, coming in for the close. He's going to join up with Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter in March and start a new journey. Uh, so he is kicking off, moving quick, and then he's going to meet up with Neptune in the spring. So it's a very strong year for all of us to kind of shift, it, very strong week for all of us to shift into our focus. The moon today is in um, Aquarius, which is a lot about the group. The next couple days, it's going to be in Pisces, which is about the dream. And then at the end of the week, it goes into Aries, which is about taking action on the dream. And then at the uh, weekend, next weekend, it's in Taurus, which is a lot about how do I grow the dream, build the dream, commit to the dream, fertilize the dream. So this week, um, uh, right now, today the moon in, uh, goes into Pisces in a couple minutes, 644, literally in one minute. The moon goes direct. And then it's in Pisces tonight, and it's in Pisces tomorrow. Monday, the 27th, and it goes void at 8.08 p.m. with a sextile to Saturn, which is very productive. Then it's void uh, Tuesday night uh, from 8.08 until 6.51 a.m. Wednesday morning when it goes into Aries. Again, these are East Coast times. It's in Aries on Wednesday, on Thursday, and it goes void at 10.09 a.m. on Friday the 31st. Now, it's void all day on Friday. Um, and it goes into Taurus at 7.28 p.m., and it goes void on Friday with a sextile. So the whole week has very good aspects for committing to things, to the dream, to the action for the dream. Then Mar Moon goes into Taurus at 7.28 Friday night, the 31st, and then on the 1st it's in Taurus, uh, and then on the 2nd it's in Taurus, and it goes void at 6. 28 with a square to Mercury. So the weekend has moving forward but with a little stress. We also get to Candlemas on the 2nd of February, which is also Groundhog Day. And what that is, is it's called the cross quarter. We're halfway through winter in the northern hemisphere. We're halfway through summer in the southern hemisphere. But it's the dates of candles, you know. And if you look at Candlemas, it's 15 degrees Aquarius. We're kind of halfway through the deal. And um, we're between the middle of winter, the start of winter, and the start of spring. So it's kind of an interesting holiday. We renamed a lot of the holidays that were pagan holidays, and it's the Groundhog Day. You know, Groundhog comes up if he sees his shadow. You know, I don't remember which way it goes, six, days of six more weeks of winter or not. But it is that moment where we're at the middle part. And so as we're looking at the aspects this week with what's the dream, how are we going to take action on it, and what are we going to do? Now, if you notice, the moon is in long-term signs these days. So the moon is spending a couple of days in each sign right now, um, which is good for us to get work done and to get out in the world because we're spending, we've got some consistent time to commit first to the dream, then to the action, and then at the end of the week, to um, to what we want to modify the terms to be. So Mercury enters his shadow on uh, between the first and the second, and again the shadow degree of his station is 28 Aquarius. 
the sun this week goes from 8 Aquarius to 15, 14 Aquarius uh, on Candlemas. It's at the, one of the degrees of fame, 15. Um, and we have uh, the sun aspecting the nodes on the 28th on uh, Tuesday and asking us to make a choice. Now, it's in Aquarius. So Aquarius seeks freedom. And it seeks to understand, you know, how I can best create this. It's also in a little bit of a blind spot to the south node. So it can be like when you say you're going to let something go, then you really find out what you lost. You know, like when you break up with someone and you come home and they took, like, the TV and you're kind of like, wow. But that's true. They did pay for the TV. You know, it's kind of you know, one of those one of those, one of of those, those Tuesdays. Uh, and then Sun also has a quintile to Eris, which encourages us to fight. And then the Sun on the 3rd of February has a quintile to the North Node. So let's say we lose something on the 28th. On the 3rd, we go, okay, okay, maybe I didn't win that, but I did get something. And the Sun is also semi-sextile to Jupiter, which is very much about the uh, passage of time and the understanding of time over. So the Sun in Aquarius... And, of course, the new moon last week kind of marked a beginning for all of us of saying, okay, so what's the vision after we've got all these Capricorn planets? You know, Harry, I'm going to reference Harry a lot this year. Harry flew back to Vancouver to meet up with Megan, right, and to say, okay, you know, we, we, we left the monarchy. Now what's ahead? Mercury this week uh, is very busy. He's running from uh, 16 Aquarius into Pisces which means he's going about 15 degrees, which is a, a little over two degrees a day. That's moving quick for the old boy. And he has a lot of aspects. Um, most importantly, a hard aspect to the nodes on the 29th where he has to adjust. So he's committing to something on the 29th because he has a trine to Juno and he has a great idea on the 28th about what he wants to do, but then there's a little anxiety about committing. Then he has a sextile to Eris, and he goes, no, no, this is important for me to do. This is important for me to to work with the things that might be a little disruptive to move us forward. And then, of course, he enters his shadow on between the first and the second. So we always want to watch when Mercury enters his shadow because he invites us to pay attention to what he's going to take us through on the upcoming Mercury retrograde in Pisces. And, of course, Pisces is water, so... A lot of water energy around our electronic devices uh, and hopefully not going to give my phone static because a lot of times this is the season when everything rains and snows on those copper wires buried in the streets of New York and the phone has static. But uh, forward motion with this. Then Mercury also enters Pisces on the 3rd of February around 6.30 in the morning. And he's very drifty, dreamy. He also wants to revise the house and home. He's got some energies to how do I change what the home looks like. Also, there can be some wounding words. Uh, you know, Mercury is in a hard aspect to Chiron, so people are saying things that maybe aren't nice to us or saying things that are a little sharp-tongued. When that happens, what you want to do is kind of go, oh, and remember, they're coming through their filter, their observations. doesn't necessarily mean it's your world. And it's understanding when they say something to you that you're kind of like, oh, what does that mean? And how does that work? You know. Um, so I had somebody write me a little earlier that someone had said something, some mean things to her. And there is a little bit of a mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of mean stuff getting said in the Senate, of course. Um and someone had said, you know, a snarky remark about her relationship with her husband. 
And, you know, the goal here is to remember that's their perspective of your relationship with your husband. Now, if it stings a little, you want to kind of look and go, wow. But you also want to, because Eris is involved, you also want to look back at where the envy is in their remark. Very important right now with Pluto and Eris in their fight for us to look at the comment, to look at the other, and see what the envy is. See what's causing the discord. See what's causing that. It's their story. It's not yours. So when people were jumping up and down and weighing in on Harry and Meghan, I was kind of like, well, that's really their story. They don't. Meghan and Harry don't really care about them. Right? Do they know them? Do they care about them? But everybody has an opinion, and we all have an opinion from our own perspective which is formed and shaped by our own vision of reality. So I was just watching uh, right before this started because I was between 6 and 6.30, and I thought, let me go 6.30 so I have a little more time to prep. And I had on Stephen Colbert with Chris Cuomo, and they were having like a little fight. And Chris Cuomo kept saying to Stephen, you're very cynical, you're very cynical. And I, you know, and I don't really think of Stephen Colbert as being cynical. I think of him as being funny. But when he was saying it to him, Chris, you know, Stephen Colbert could, was taught, caught a guard, caught back, you know, kind of stepped back and went, really, am I cynical? And, you know, where are you cynical? Where are you, yeah, that's never going to, like, well, why not? Why not imagine that possibility? Why don't imagine that sudden change, that sudden shift? What was the dream? And how does it work? And that it can suddenly end in a ball of fire in a hill in Calabasas, California, uh, that wasn't Kobe's dream, right? But then on the other hand, what was the dream? What is the dream? These are really hard times for a lot of us. Uh, stress, emotion, family dynamics. But underneath it, as we sift through all what's going on, there's a real strong opportunity to kind of think about with Mercury and Aquarius to have that bigger vision of what the dream is. Venus, of course, is in her exaltation in Pisces, and she runs from 15 Pisces to 25. So at the end of the week, next week on the 2nd and the 3rd, she's going to be sextile Saturn and Pluto. And this week on the 27th, she meets up with Neptune. So she's working with those guys. You know, she when she was in Capricorn and she met them in December, she was talking to them about, well, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. And now she's starting to get those dreams in place. Maybe that's why she's having the fight with Mars. Mars doesn't want to do it, but she's ready to roll. Remember, she's in Pisces. She's ahead of him. He's in Sag. He's like, well, I want to play more. And she's like, I got a dream. I got a vision I'm working on. I got something I'm going towards. Catch up with me. Catch up with me. So the heavens are kind of asking us to catch up with them and to hurry along because it's time. It's time to move forward. Venus is also semi-square Uranus, which recognizes sometimes things need to break. And I live, of course, with two cats, and Max has been like destructo cat this last week or so. He's just knocking stuff over. I got up this morning, the vase of flowers was tipped over, and they were all on the floor and I was just like, really? And he kind of looked at me. And I, I mean, I know who did it, you know. Remo doesn't eat flowers. Well, he eats baby's breath, but these weren't. But Max likes to knock over the flower vases. And I remember looking at the vase and thinking, I don't know about that vase. Down it went. Remember, you're getting warned. You're, you're seeing it. 
on a very literal level, you're seeing it and going, oh, that's what's going on. So Venus is inviting you to see where things need to break apart, where they need to change, and where you need to be strategic in your understanding as she aspects Athena uh, this week on the 29th. And she also is contraparallel Chiron. You know, someone says something snarky to you, kind of look at them and go, my mother used to say, you know, consider the source. And that's important. Consider the source. Don't let anybody rain on your parade. And if you can, don't go raining on other people's parades. Listen to what they're articulating about their dream and give that permission. Give them permission. Stand back. I had somebody a little earlier and we were talking about, um, I had a lot of people today. <laughs> we were talking about her dream and I, you know, and she's, I don't know how old she is. She's older. Not old, old, but old. And she was talking about wanting a different dream. And I'm like, but when you were a little kid, nobody encouraged you to do the dream. And she goes, and and her brother had passed last year. She said, my brother encouraged me. I said, okay, so now you have to encourage yourself because it's time for you to give yourself permission to do the dream. And as Mars sesquiquadrates Uranus on the 29th, we're going to do it. And as he partners with Jupiter on the 28th, he says yes. So Mars, of course, squares Neptune this week, which allows us to see the delusion. Mars past Neptune, we see the delusion, we see the illusion on a new way and understand it. And we also have a breakthrough, Uranus parallel Vesta on January 34th. There's something about breaking away from the home or breaking away from the group or breaking away from what we feel like we need to be with, uh, and changing it, changing it up. <coughs> Excuse me. We also have Neptune quintile Athena, which allows us on the 31st to see the big picture that we perhaps have not been seeing. <coughs> and then today, of course, um, on the 26th, we had Pluto quintile the north node, Quindicilio, sorry, the North Node, which is kind of a sudden transformative moment. And, of course, Pluto's on the world point. Uh, and, of course, Kobe had a very strong Pluto. So that was the sudden transformative moment for him, which, of course, resonates across the collective where we really see it. And then Pluto squaring Eris, where there's a little bit of a shock. Then we have Athena this week, and she's a three-cap, and she's quintile Juno. So she's kind of thinking about the partnerships she's been offered and how she maybe wants to differentiate from them, separate from them, work with them in a different mode. And she, we also have Ceres entering Aquarius this week. Uh, and so Ceres, in, Ceres, Ceres in Aquarius is a lot about freedom. It also is very good time to make changes with your diet, and she enters into Aquarius on the 31st. Because um, she says, change how you nurture yourself. Or look at yourself, nurture yourself in a new way. And I have had a lot of people with Mars uh, aspecting Neptune. We have fire hydrants, fire department going on outside. Um, a lot of people talking about changing their diet or shifting and changing and modifying their health plan. Again, these are excellent aspects. That new moon in Aquarius last week. Uh, which took place on Friday. If you did not do a ritual for it, not too late to do one today, tomorrow, while the moon's in Pisces, because it's kind of a dream, you know, working on your dream and taking action with the moon Mars square to get yourself ready. I know I spent 
a little bit of time yesterday cleaning out my refrigerator uh, and kind of getting it, you know, fresh for for the new action plan that we're undertaking here in Ann Ortley's house around eating more vegetables and a little less uh, of the stuff like with the butter and the Parmesan cheese on the popcorn. So it's a big week, um, and it is forward fast, and it is kind of shocking news. And you want to just kind of where the, you know, when the shocking news comes up for you, if it does come up for you, and it may, to kind of look and say, oh, wow, let me figure that out. Uh, let me understand what that is. Let me let me take a moment back and reassess, you know, what's going on for me, and more importantly, why it's going on for me. Um, and so I think if we can all be a little kinder, uh, Mercury in Aquarius allows us to see things. Mars and Sag tends to have a little bit of a fresh mouth, and it's square Neptune, so people can say things and hurt your feelings. But you also want to think about, do you really believe them? Uh, it's their judgment, not yours. You have to look at your own life. And, and don't judge it harshly. You know, when someone says something mean to you, don't judge it harshly. It's very easy to find criticism, to criticize. Very easy to say things that take people down. It's a lot harder to hold the space in kindness and love. And... Um, that would be my suggestion. I know I'm a work in progress. I sometimes have trouble with it myself. Uh, but kindness and love and uh, be prepared for the world to change in an instant because that's what it does. Uh, and those of you who are going to, you know, the, uh, the impeachment, the impeachment, Nancy started all these things on a void moon. When planets are in a void moon, uh, it, they ask us to think about the higher spiritual purposes of things doesn't necessarily deliver but it makes us think about what we believe is important and then at another time we are asked to deliver so this is your visioning in your dream time and you want to think what kind of leader you want to follow what kind of leader you want representing yourself and what your vision of leadership is you know and then the next thing you want to think is what's it teaching the children about how to work in the world, how to be in the world. And that's really the more important question here. Um, at any rate, that's all I have to say. And the British lady says I'm done, and I'm going to go feed the cats, and I'm going to go clean out another cupboard in my kitchen because <laughs> we are going into the nurturing space and making it nurturing forward motion. My moon in Pisces loves a nurturing space. So I wish you music and dance and singing and it is Neptune. So Neptune is a lot about, like, what's the dream and giving yourself permission to work with the dream. And, of course, Venus and Mars aspecting Neptune often is a nation mourning. Uh, and Kobe, as a, an amazing player, an amazing person, um, and a real forward motion, uh, kind individual on many levels, um, you know, Kobe, rest in peace, and uh, you've joined the stars above us. So take care from the bright red desk, and uh, have a good week out there. Remember, it's going to be a little wild. Take care. Bye-bye.